0: And from that point forward, I fell in love with mountains. I fell in love with pushing myself. I fell in love the way it made me feel.
1: Welcome to Happily Ever Active, where we crack the consistency code with fitness tips on motivation, mindset, and much, much more. Now, here's your host, author of Feel Like It, and the guy with the silent O, Kelly Dell.
2: Welcome, everyone. Really glad you're joining me on this dynamic episode. I can't wait to dive into my interview with two really cool women who really dig hiking. They call themselves the Hike Addicts, and you can find them on all social media platforms. But definitely check out their Instagram where you get some great photo evidence of their endeavors. Their handle is Hike Addicts with an S over there. Now, a big theme on the show has been about treating fitness as a relationship, a relationship between you and your mind your body, and the activity itself. Well, let's add one more thing to that pile. Fitness can certainly be a relationship between people too. And for Vicky Castledine and Marianne Iveson of Hike Addicts, their friendship grew from their common interest in trekking through nature and being outside. They hit the trails whenever they can. And I wanted to talk to them a little bit about their relationship with hiking and how it evolved to this addicted status. But our conversation was much more than that. It was insightful and fun and quite meaningful when you hear about a wonderful community cause that they're involved in related to hiking. Very creative. Oh, and you won't want to miss our little outtake before you go. All right, it's spring and that means it's time to get out the bug spray, pack your trail mix and talk hiking. I can think of no one better to do that than with my two guests today. Vicky Castledine and Marianne Iveson. They are known as the Hike Addicts. And guys, thank you both for being here today.
1: Thank you for having us.
2: It's a really treat to have you guys. I've had you on my radar as an interview for the show, simply because you guys are obviously Hike Addicts. It's in the name. And you're very passionate. And I think you've got a great role in the community. And I wanted to break down a little bit today about your background as hikers. And Really, and we're going to talk about the addiction part here and see if we can perform an intervention, if we need to perform an intervention, (laughs) if it's causing some issues. But tell the listeners about Hike Addicts.
0: Um, So Vicky and I met about five, six years ago now. I still work in radio, but Vicky used to work in radio. And she's on the marketing side. I'm on the on-air side. And we instantly became friends at the radio station that, that we worked at. And um, our friendship grew when, as soon as we started talking about hiking, we're like, "Well, maybe we should start going for for hikes together in Gatineau Park." And it was just kind of at that time. I was just I just moved to Ottawa, and I was I was discovering things. Vicky is from Ottawa, um, and has always loved nature too. And next thing you know, we're going on hikes on a very regular basis. And I remember very specifically where we were on Wolf Trail when we we're like, we should maybe start a blog or something, and like.
1: Let's, let's first think of a name though. Like what, what, what should we call it? And yeah, so we were about two hours into Wolf Trail and we were going back and forth talking about what this blog would be, whether it would be like a website, what was going to be, what we're going to write about. And, uh, we decided Hike Addicts was a good catchy name for us and it kind of took off. We started
0: doing group hikes. We were on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all of that. Next thing you know, there's like 50 people on our group hikes. Uh, and now we've kind of changed things around and we're more or less making it about uh, being a resource for people who want to go hiking in Ottawa, Gatineau. But my personal favorite is just to talk about hiking with people. Um, for example, a couple weeks ago, I'm in the Rito Center and I'm at the store and the next thing you know, we're talking about hiking, we're talking about the Adirondacks, I'm talking about my favorite mountains, and it just comes from a place in my heart and in my soul that um, is just from a true passionate place. So in person is number one, but if people send messages, want to know about best local hikes or gear, or whatever that may be, sh- maybe, maybe not an expert, but I've, I've had enough and we've had enough experience that we feel confident sharing. Our information and our uh, and our knowledge.
1: I love when people tag us in their hiking photos. Like I love when I log into Instagram and I look at the pictures of stuff that we're tagged in. And not only are our friends tagging us and stuff in Gatineau Park, but there are complete strangers tagging us, and that's really cool. And that's like one of the best parts of Instagram. I think it makes the world feel a lot smaller. Sometimes people just randomly will type in hike and hike addicts will pop up and it's a total fluke because they've tagged 70 other people. But sometimes it's like, oh, they found us and they've been following us and they found inspiration in what we've been posting. And that's really freaking cool.
2: Now, you mentioned how you met through work and you had this sort of common interest and you fell in love with uh, with hiking a little bit together. Do you have a moment when you really got hooked? The the moment where you're like, yes, I can't wait to do this again, where you really fell in love with hiking because there's a lot of other things we can be doing out there, a lot of choices. Why at the end of the day did hiking I guess choose you? How did it choose you?
0: I felt actually I fell in love with hiking before I met Vicky. I was visiting my sister, she lived in Canmore for years in Canmore, Alberta. And I was visiting her, love the mountains, and she's like we need to go for a hike. So she brings me Not just, not just like a nice hike through the woods. Uh, my very first real hike is called Moose Mountain and, uh, in Alberta. And I believe it's the same mountain that part of Brokeback Mountain was filmed on. Oh, really? That that might be, that might be fake knowledge. I'm not sure, but that's what she told me. Uh, and it, in my mind, it was one of the most brutal hikes I've ever been on. I wasn't in the greatest shape then. Uh, but her friend actually worked at the fire tower at the top of the mountain. So we went to go see him. So that was the whole point of it. And from that point forward, I fell in love with mountains. I fell in love with pushing myself. I fell in love the way it made me feel.
2: And what about you, Vicky? When was that moment for you when it sort of grabbed you?
1: So I've always been a nature kid, cottage kid, grew up, you know, on the lake, going to the cottage with my family in the summers. I've always felt a sense of peace when I'm in the forest ever since I was a little kid. But I would say it was probably in my teen years When I really started to get into the like self-help books and I started to read, you know, like The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle, the importance of living in the moment. And I would find that when I would go hiking and when I would run. Those are my two, you know, we all have busy brains. I have an extremely busy brain. And I found that when I'm hiking, when I'm in the forest, everything kind of quiets down literally and in my mind. So I would say, yeah, late teens, I kind of became super aware of it because I kind of knew how to define what was happening in my brain after reading all those nerdy self-help
2: books. (laughs) And then you met the kerosene that is Marianne and and then it just poof, right?
1: We hiked together like every other day. We would go like, (laughs) we would go like Merble, we'd go Jack Pine, it would start in Ottawa, but we went all the time.
2: What would you, what number would you put out? How many hikes do you think you've gone on together?
1: Marianne just said a couple hundred easily. I don't know. I wish we, I almost wish we took like a picture every single hike. Because at first, (laughs) at first we used to take like so many photos, like here we are hiking again. I'm sure our friends were like, okay, relax. Like we (laughs) get it. You're in the forest a lot.
2: That is an addiction. So clearly now we've established that. Now let's talk about withdrawal. So winter comes, hiking is difficult or like, what do you guys, what's it like to be a little bit detached? How do you cope with uh, it being a pretty seasonal thing? Um, and so how do you deal with that when when winter comes? Is there, you know, a sadness, infinite winter sadness? What is it?
0: For me, I uh, fell in love with cross-country skiing a couple years ago. So uh, skate skiing in particular, I was about three years ago, I rented some some skis from fresher experience, took them out, and I'm like, all right, I'm hooked, let's go. And ever since then, it's just a great way to be outside in the winter. And now I'm outside Um all year, all year long. I, I just absolutely feel I, – I love skiing almost as much as I love, almost as much as I love hiking just because, like Vicky said, uh, we're talking about the way it makes you feel mentally, physically. It's – I would say that being outside – and being active outside makes me more mindful than sitting down to meditate or be mindful. Like I'm more likely to be mindful and in, in the moment when I'm when I'm outside. It's much easier for me to to meditate when I'm when I'm outside.
2: Hmm, meditating on the move, yeah. Um, how about you, Vicky? When uh, when the hiking season's done, what do you do? What what? How is that process like?
1: I wish I had a cool answer like Marianne's. <laughs> I just sit inside and I get sad. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I go to the gym a lot. I downhill ski, not oh, okay. as much as I, I would like. But um yeah, I live for fall, spring, summer.
2: How would you describe what it's like to – like Vicky, for you to go from like the hustle and bustle of your everyday life, being in the city and your job, and then that process of leaving all of that and and getting onto a trail what how would you describe how that feels and and the impact that has on you um especially in the first like fifteen twenty minutes when you're you know really plugged into the hustle and bustle and then you're essentially you know f- for lack of a better phrase, you're unplugging from all of that
1: totally that's one of my favorite things about hiking is unplugging. Um, turning our phones onto airplane mode and just kind of, or, you know, you're out of service and you don't have the option a lot mm-hmm. of times, it feels really good to not be reachable. And as long as, you know, you tell the important people back home what you're doing, like safety first, or, you know, post about it if you need to, having a couple hours where you are not checking your email or, you know, not checking your texts all the time, you just kind of living in the moment, You ask what it feels like. It literally, for me, feels like a weight off of my shoulders. My job in particular is really demanding and that I need to be on my phone a lot, which is fine. That's kind of the world that we live in. But as soon as five o'clock hits, I love putting it away and just like freeing my mind of that responsibility.
2: Yeah. And I can definitely relate to that as being someone who also likes to be active outside. I choose outdoors before anything else. And, and I, mm-hmm. I love the idea that you talk about, uh, meditating on the move. And that's a great way of, I never really thought about it that way, but that is a great, uh, way of, uh, describing it too. Is there's a, a decompression, a weight lifted. And it's almost like I, you know, personally, when you're on a road trip, sometimes you have the most clearest thoughts when you're driving your car totally. or, you know, but when you're on a your walk and on the move, sometimes the most clearest ideas and the most certainty, That, you know, the, 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 you're, 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 uh, you're thinking about a decision. There's something that's weighing on you. And the best way to process that is just to move and being in nature brings that out even further, right? I I mean, that's my personal reflection too. I don't know if that's a similar experience to you, but I find that's a great way to process all the stuff that's going on too. And if you're doing it regularly, like you guys do, it's a great way to kind of check in and reboot continually to reboot and have that in your life on a regular basis, that rebooting opportunity, right? Which Mm -hmm. I think is sometimes lost or gets lost in all of this hustle and bustle.
1: I find it's the best way to make connections with people. I think Marianne and I like became super close so quickly because we were hiking so much together and we had the best conversations and would get into it like as soon as we hit the trails. You put your phone away, you connect with nature, you start moving and we'd have these like deep, deep conversations, intimate conversations with having known each other like a month into our friendship.
2: One of the things that uh, people might overlook when they're constructing their fitness routine is that social element, and we're always looking at mental health and physical health, and we kind of isolate these things out a little bit, but I'm sure you have a host of new connections, uh, deep connections now with, I mean, you obviously have it with each other.
0: I'm going to drop this in, but um, we've been super lucky. We hiked Kilimanjaro a couple years ago with Dream Mountains. We did Everest Base Camp Last year, the most epic, life-changing experiences for me personally, I would say that is pretty high up there for Vicky too, if I'm allowed to speak <laughs> speak for you on that. Uh, but the people, so we hiked, I believe, with about almost 30 people for Kilimanjaro and about 18 to 20 last year for base camp. And there is a bond that you build with those people experiencing something like that together. It's... Whether it's a day hike like like Vicky was talking about and you, it, it just becomes a very intimate conversation, imagine that times over like a week span. Hmm. Um, you're going through one of the hardest things in your entire life physically, mentally. Uh, every step is challenging at high altitude and those people are there for you. You like You have those intimate conversations, but you're also very comfortable in the
1: silence together because you're all struggling together.
2: All right. What would be one of your most memorable hikes to date?
1: Um, one that stands out to me as a favorite, uh, was the Bruce Trail in Tobermory. That was super fun. We did that like three or four years ago. And like, like we we're talking about before, it's, it's everything, right? It's, it's the social part. It's the connections. So I remember like the drive there was a lot of fun. It's about 10 hours. So it's a bit of a hike, pun intended.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so it's like a bit of a hike to get there. Um, but we did this like epic, hike and like part of the Bruce Trail in Tobermory and it ended in the grotto. So it was like, if you Google like the grotto Bruce Trail Tobermory, it literally looks like the the Mediterranean Sea. Like I literally, I felt like I was in Greece. It was gorgeous. And this is in Ontario. And why is this something I'd never heard of before? This is something Marianne found and told me about and was like, this is what we're going to do. It's going to be great. And I got there. I'm like, what the heck? Why have I never been here before? And like, why have I never heard of it. Like no one that I know has ever been here. Like this is a gem and it's beautiful.
2: So, you researching some of this stuff. You found this trail, the Bruce Trail, right?
0: So, I actually uh the Bruce Trail my my family and I used to go to Tobermore because I grew up in Southwestern Ontario. So, we used to go to Tobermore when I was a kid. I remember it being really cool. I'm Like I wonder if it's as cool as uh, when when you're an adult, right? And it's almost like having a whole new appreciation as an adult. Uh, but that's one of my favorite things is researching hikes, finding them. Uh, we've been hiking at West before. We've been hiking all over the States. And uh, that's one of my favorite things is finding new hikes and, and, and sharing that with people.
2: So what's up next, you think, on your, on your list? Like, what's sort uh, of, I, I'm sure you guys, in between all of this, you guys have been doing research and, I mean, sure. a sign of addiction, right?
0: Um, short term, personally, for me, um, so I'm not sure if you've heard of it, but it's called the Adirondack 46ers. So the Adirondacks are in upstate New York and they are the most stunning mountains within a three hour driving distance from Ottawa. And I would highly recommend visiting them. This summer because they're beautiful and they're, there's hikes for all all different kinds of difficulties, uh, but it's 46 peaks over 4,000 feet um, and they are – some of them are grueling. <laughs> uh, in fact, my very first 46 high peak was with Vicky. We did Mount Marcy, which is the highest peak in New York state. And I would say that was one of our most memorable hikes. It was, uh, it was a very long day. We didn't have any view. We didn't talk almost the entire way down because we we're in so much pain, but it was very memorable because like we, uh, we pushed through it and it was, uh, that's when I fell in love with the, uh, the Adirondacks. So I have 12 done. Uh, so I have whatever math is uh, rest to go. So I'm hoping, <laughs> so I'm hoping to do another uh, 15 to 20 this summer and just really kind of bang them all out uh, otherwise long term for us I-, I would love to do and we would love to do Patagonia okay at some point uh, Yosemite is way up on that list and there's 400,000 other places in the Rockies in the Canadian Rockies to go and I- I've i never been to the east coast of Canada either so I would love to go hiking in the east coast oh okay yeah. so all over the world I'm going to name all all countries
2: I want to do all, all the hikes the countries.
0: I like to hike in the sea <laughs>
2: Um. All right. So I'm losing track here. I'm losing track. Oh, so this is sort of a listener question that was sent to me today. So is that real? Yeah, a listener question. Yeah. <laughs> well, wait, I, I have one from my daughter too. So
0: oh, I okay, I, yeah. Yeah.
2: what is one of the top tips you've received about hiking that made it more enjoyable? Like a hiking hack?
1: I think just dressing for the hike. Like you won't enjoy hiking if you know you don't layer properly. That was, that's probably our biggest hack or tip. And, and also like in the parking lot, you should be a little bit chilly. So like when you start hiking and your body starts to warm, like you're regulated and you feel better because there's nothing worse than being on a hike and being uncomfortable, having like a weird spot in your shoe or having socks that are itchy, like that can literally take away from the experience. So
2: weather can change, right? Like it's totally, not like yeah. from the from the parking lot to the summit, whatever, all right. stuff can happen in there. Right. So. All right. I know there's, like I said before, that there's a lot of people who would maybe be curious about hiking and, and don't know where to start. And what would you tell someone who's got that interest? Cause at one point you guys had that spark and, um, what would you tell them? How, what would you say to them to try and uh, coax them to go out and take that plunge and, and hit a trail maybe for the very first time in their life ever?
1: Um, I would say start small. You don't have to, you know, do these three hour hikes and Pack all, have all the right gear and have all the snacks, like forest walks. There's tons of options. So just start. Don't overwhelm yourself. Just get out into nature. Um, do your research beforehand so you don't get lost. Stay safe. And yeah, it doesn't have to be overwhelming.
0: I know that, uh, I know that your podcast is a lot about connect, trying to connect people with something that they truly like doing and not just completely working out for for the sake of it because it, it's really hard to go keep going back um so like like vicky said uh start small and work your way up and the next thing you know you're uh researching all these trails and ho- hopefully you feel the way about hiking that we do uh and get the great benefits of mentally physically spiritually mm-hmm. that uh that we have we've had in the, over the last eight ten years
2: so I asked my four-year-old, I picked her up after daycare, and I asked her, I'm, I'm interviewing two really great ladies who hike, and she loves to be, spend time in the woods. And uh, so I asked her, what should I ask about hiking? She said, have you met any friendly frogs while hiking? Oh
1: my god. The girl after my own heart. That's my favorite question ever, because I am a frog catcher, and I always have been. Like, cottage kid through and through. Went to a cottage wedding last summer and caught a frog in my dress, like, I love frogs. So, the answer is Wait, what was the question?
2: Have you met <laughs> Have any I guess any memorable friendly frogs on memorable. the hike? Do you come across those types you know, of things? No, and-
1: on hikes, we don't really see a lot of frogs. I wish we did. We don't see a lot of frogs. Toads. I've we've seen some friendly toads. Um, don't catch those because they pee on your hands. Yes, yes. I'm sure you know That's that. That's
2: 101 from like when you're 7, right? I know, yeah, I yeah. know.
1: I'm just saying. But friendly frogs, unfortunately, no.
2: No okay friendly. well i don't know what an unfriendly frog would be We're i probably friendly. i probably wouldn't want to meet one on a trail though it's
1: so cute! frog.
2: So i brought this uh prop this is a hiking stick that my grandma carved uh she actually wrestled this tree from a pack of angry beavers and she carved it with her teeth and i'm just wondering you can hold it it's okay but this is sort of one of my most precious possessions do you have any memorabilia or trinkets or anything that you either bring with you or that you have in your home that has some emotional or sentimental value related to hiking that you just can't wait to talk to someone about? You can't take that home with you, by the way, so I will ask that back.
0: <laughs> it's more of a private thing more than anything, uh, but it's from your mom. It's from Vicky's mom. She gave me – um it was before one of the big hikes that we went on. She gave me like this little – this cute little little trinket that I keep in my – um in my pack at all times, actually. But that's always in my pack. And I also, uh, maybe I don't like to talk about this, but I always carry uh, a knife with me when I...
2: <laughs> for the unfriendly frogs, what, for the, un-
0: for the Mostly for the unfriendly frogs. Uh, but that, maybe you might want to get rid of that because that makes me sound extremely violent. <laughs> More or less just protective. Uh, I'm trying yeah. to think of other things that... Uh... On our way to Everest Base Camp, we picked up these buffs in this place place called Namchi Bazaar. Uh, on our way up, it's around I think it was around eleven thousand feet. It's this city in the middle of the mountains in Nepal. It's absolutely mind blowing. Um, but we bought these prayer flag buffs, like the same color color as prayer flags. Uh, we bought those, and it's it's my it's my favorite it's my favorite buff to wear. Awesome! I would say it's our favorite buff. Yeah.
1: I have um, a picture of my nan in my pack. That's my favorite thing. So when I go on big hikes and I have my pack, I never take it out. It's just like it's a laminated picture in case, you know, moistness gets in there. I don't want it to get touched. So I have that. I have her with me every time I hike.
2: Oh, that's really cool. That's really cool. Congratulations. You made it through part one. So good for you. Um, so you've been on uh, many hikes together. You've known each other for years. You've had many conversations on the trail. Now I'm. It, I've got this segment. Now this is a brand new segment to the show. It's called Know Your Addict. So this is how it works. Try and answer at uh, the best to your knowledge. And I'm going to ask uh, Marianne a question about you and Vicky a question about Marianne. And you can choose to pass. But if you pass, you get fifty burpees. So I'm just saying that there's a punishment after that. I'm, I, I No, just 50 burpees, so, we'll talk we, over a month? so this is this is a segment called Know Your Addict, and I'm going to start with Marianne first. So this question is about obviously about Vicky. So Marianne, who, ruin our friendship, who's politer to fellow hikers on the trail, you or Vicky? <laughs> uh,
0: I, okay. I will follow. I will say that I'm more ext- extroverted, uh, so I'm more likely to be like hi and like greet people on the trail. I would have to say me and I don't think she would disagree.
2: Now, Vicky, besides her phone, so you bring those along, what luxury can't Marianne go without when she's on the trail?
1: Snacks. Easy. (laughs) Easy. Literally just food in general, any kind of food.
2: Okay. Is there any particular, it's it's, it's a must have, she has to go with it every Uh, time?
1: Nuts. She likes a good sandwich. These are, uh, these are hiking
2: staples, you know. Yeah,
1: nuts in a sandwich. Where yeah. can you go wrong?
2: <laughs> Marianne, I did a little bit of research, right? So you once tweeted, sometimes a girl just wants to hike and be alone. Is there anything you want to tell Vicky and get off your chest? <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: no. <laughs> um, hmm, something, I, anything I want to tell Vicky. Um, Careful. I'm going to pass. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, there's nothing that stands out that you don't know really. Yeah, 50 burpees, 50 burpees. That's all right. Yeah, you're ready for it. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
2: Boomerang. Well, boomerang those 50 burpees. Vicky, who's more likely to pick up a snake, you or Marianne?
1: Me. Easy. Yeah, me. I like to pick up any creature. I like to pick up frogs. I mean, I, snakes aren't my forte, but I'd be more likely to pick one up than Marianne for sure. I think if you're
2: saying you grew up in a sort of a cottage environment and yeah. you were probably exposed to all that stuff really young, so right? So you're that's yeah, not yeah. surprising now that I know have that knowledge. <laughs> and when I was making these questions up, I didn't have that context, but that makes now total you know. sense. Yeah. Marianne, who's more of a fair weather hiker, you or Vicky? The con- conditions have got to be really nice.
0: Okay, this goes back and forth. It depends completely on our mood. Um, I would say there's not one person more than the other. I think we're both equally as strong and tough and resilient. Uh, but depending on our mood that day, some days I'm like, I'm over this. I'm hungry. I'm hangry. Let's go. And then sometimes she's like that. I would say it's, uh, there's no, I think we're, we both have our bad days, but mostly we're both very resilient and strong.
2: And that's a perfect answer because my next question, uh, Vicky (laughs) is, um, Who's more likely to eat a pickled egg if I brought some on a hike with you guys?
1: Ooh, Marianne. Yeah. Ooh, no, I wouldn't eat a pickled egg. Gross. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Sounds good. I'm also
2: assuming that I'd be, uh, you know, I'd be welcome on a hike anyway with of pickled course. eggs. Okay, I okay. Mean,
1: maybe not with a jar of pickled eggs, but you can join us anytime. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of extra weight.
2: Hey, I'm not the most practical guy. That's the thing. You know, I just got to get out there. I'll, like, survive. Got- I'll survive. I'll survive. I've got a big jar of pickled eggs with me. You know I, I mean- have
0: pickled eggs. I'm wearing 100% cotton. <laughs> uh, I have my sandals.
2: Uh, I got my frog catcher. All right. So now we've my got... My child. Yeah, My child. Uh, we've got a uh, multiple choice question here for Marianne. So, what is Vicky most scared of? This is a multiple choice question. Sure. A, the dark. B, hornets. C, wolves. Or D, awkward silences.
0: Vicky's queen of awkward silences. So, yeah, she's. Just, uh, uh, I would say hornets or or I think hornets. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Hornets for sure. That's fair enough. She's well. part wolf actually. So. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Okay. Wow. Okay. We just high fived. Yeah. Yeah. See no. That. No. That's that came <laughs> for through for sure. All right. Shoes on the other foot for uh, Vicky. Okay, so what is Marianne most likely to do when encountering a bear? (laughs) A, yell obscenities. B, throw rocks or sticks. C, sing Blake Shelton songs. Or D, push you to the ground, then run.
1: I don't want to say D, but the other ones are just too ridiculous. So I feel like maybe you'd push me to the ground and run. I called you
0: after I saw a bear.
1: You did, but you're not going to, okay, you're not going to sing Blake Shelton songs it's funny so i want to go with d because it's hilarious
2: okay so now i'm changing my mind about joining you guys on a hike <laughs> all right so that was great that closes the segment know your addict so you guys did pretty good i think you guys have a pretty good bead on what you guys are both about you know, know how you, each of you tick so that, i'm learning a lot here before you go i know you guys have some projects sort of on the horizon i know marianne you mentioned before we uh, we started recording that you've got some interesting things some meaningful things on the go
0: um I'm so excited for this because it it combines my passion and love for hiking, but also my work. Uh, so it's called the Everest Challenge, and it is a fundraiser for Kids Help Phone uh, here here in Ottawa. So I am the I guess you could say the ambassador for for Bell Media Ottawa uh, for this. So I'm super excited. Uh, I will have a team uh, myself of ten people who will be climbing Mont Saint Marie. In September, September 28th, uh, so you have a group of 10 to 20 people and Mont Saint-Marie is a thousand feet. So combined you climb it, uh, equivalent to 30,000 feet, which is, which is Everest. So if you, if you have a group of 10 people, uh, you would each hike three times. So it'll be a day of hiking. It's a great way to raise money for kids help phone. And I think that the specifically Ottawa, uh, community loves a good challenge. I think the Ottawa active community loves a good challenge. So I feel like it's very worth looking into. And the website is climbforkidshelpphone.ca. So hiking for the day, raising money for a great cause. Uh, I will be there. So. That's and if plus. you're lucky,
2: my uh, my my grandma's hiking stick too. So I will bring that, I love that on idea. that event. That sounds like an amazing event. Mm-hmm. You guys obviously have a, are a great tandem, great ambassadors for outdoor living in the city. And obviously, you got your fingers too, Marianne, in this great cause uh, for Kids Help Phone. Just amazing. I'm, I really want to thank you guys for sharing all. This. this is really fun. Thanks again. Cool.
1: Thanks
0: for having us. Uh, we've done group hikes for the last couple. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh my god okay. I was on the very edge I was
0: like oh. <laughs> okay how about let's not move it as much yeah.
1: like, good start
2: <laughs> oh my... and that concludes our Al-
1: <laughs> <laughs> this episode of Happily Ever Active has ended but be sure to subscribe for more content on the mental side of fitness oh and don't forget to rate and review the show see you next time